0: Assessing Compliance Internal Controls under COSO. I conclude this section on COSO 2013 Internal Controls Framework by considering what COSO says about assessing compliance internal controls. COSO laid out the views of how to assess its effective internal controls in the illustrative guide. It noted that an effective system of internal controls provides reasonable assurance of of achievement of the entity's objectives relating to operations, reporting, and compliance. Moreover, there are two overarching requirements that can be met through such a structured post. First, each of the five components are present and functioning. Second, are the five components operating together in an integrated approach? One of the most critical components of the COSO framework is that it sets internal control standards against uh, those which you can audit to assess the strength of your compliance program. The illustrative guide suggests a four pronged approach in your assessment. Number one, make an overall assessment of your company's systems of internal controls. This should include an analysis of whether the components and relevant principles are present and functioning and the components are operating together in an integrated manner. Two, there should be a component evaluation. Here, you need to more deeply evaluate any deficiencies that you may turn up and whether or not there are any compensating internal controls. Three, assess whether each principle is present and functioning. As the COSO 2013 framework does not prescribe specific controls that must be selected, developed, and deployed, your task here is to look at the main characteristics characteristics of each principle, as further defined in the points of focus, then determine if the deficiency exists, and if so, what is the severity of the deficiency. Number four, finally, you should summarize all of your internal controls deficiency in a log so they can be addressed on a more structured basis. Another way to think through this approach would be to consider the controls to the effect the principle, which would allow internal controls deficiencies to be identified along with internal severity determinations. Excuse me, initial severity determinations. A compliance evaluation would roll up the results of the components' principal evaluations. This would al- allow a reevaluation of the severity of any deficiencies in the context of compensating controls. Lastly, the overall effectiveness assessment would look at whether the controls are operating in an integrated manner by evaluating any internal controls deficiencies which aggregate to a major deficiency. This type of process would then lend itself to an ongoing evaluation so that the business models, laws, regulations, and other situations change. You could assess your internal controls were up to the new situations or needed adjustments. Under a compliance regime, you may be faced with known or relevant criteria to classify any deficiency. For example, if written policies do not have a minimum Categories of policies as laid out in the FCPA 2012 guidance, which states the nature and extent of transactions with foreign governments, including payments to foreign officials, use of third parties, gifts, travel, entertainment expenses, charitable and political donations, and facilitating and expediting payments. Also formulated in the illustrative guide, such a finding would preclude management from concluding that the entity has met the requirements for an effective internal controls in accordance with the framework and, indeed, the FCPA. However, if there are no objective criteria to evaluate your company's compliance internal controls, what steps should you take? The senior business business's senior management with appropriate board oversight may establish ad- objective criteria for evaluating internal controls deficiencies and for how such deficiencies should be reported to those responsible for achieving those objectives. Together with the appropriate auditing boundaries set by established law, regulation, or standard, or through management exercising its judgment, you can make a full determination of whether each of the components and relevant principles is present, functioning, and the components are operating together, ultimately in concluding on the effectiveness of the entire system of internal controls. The document-document feature of internal controls is critical in any best practices and corruption, or anti-compliance program based upon the FCPA, UK Bribery Act, Brazilian Clean Companies Act, French Supontou, or any other regulation. With the illustrative guide, COSO has given the compliance practitioner a very useful roadmap to begin an analysis into your company's internal compliance controls. When the SEC comes knocking, this is precisely the type of evidence they will be looking for to evaluate if your company has met its obligations under the FCPA internal controls provisions. So what are today's three key takeaways? Number one, an effective system of internal controls provides reasonable assurance of achievement of an entity's objectives relating to operations, reporting, and compliance. Two, there are two overarching requirements for effective internal controls. First, each of the five components are present and functioning. Second, The the five components operate together in an integrated approach. We're going to take a look at how this overarching requirement was not met as internal controls were present but not functioning on the final day of July when we take a look at the recently released Halliburton FCPA enforcement action. Finally, number three, for any anti-corruption compliance program you can use the 10 Hallmarks on an Effective Compliance Program is a guide to your test so that you have some standards to benchmark against. This is Tom Fox. I'd like to thank you again for listening to this episode of One Month to More Effective Internal Controls. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate our podcast, as it would help in our rankings and also get the word out about the only monthly podcast series, which will enable you to have a more complete, efficient, and effective compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to contact me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll join us again tomorrow.